Wedding Photographers, and welcome to Wedding Photographers Unite, episode number 26. I'm one of your hosts, Andy Buscemi, in good company with the mythical legend himself, <laughs> Mr. Neil Urban. Neil, how's the new MacBook Pro? It is beautiful. It's so beautiful. I just I just hug it whenever I can. I don't want to let it go out of my hands. Um, it's, it's one of those purchases which I kind of I got forced to do it um, last week. I had to. I just had to quickly edit one of my images and send it off to someone. And just to edit one image, it took me about 40, 45 minutes. That's how slow my computer was. I couldn't find find the problem. It, it was just. It was time. Um, so I, I I went down to the the Apple Store and uh, and and ma- plus I just bought one. So I was like, so I was like, oh well, Andy got a new MacBook Pro. Yeah. I need a new MacBook Pro too. No, there's my- a little bit of that in there too, right? Just no, 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 no. My original plan is to hold <laughs> off until next year and get the brand new one, so I could that was so my I could plan show, too. So I could that show it to you and say, too. "Hi, I got the brand new one, and you have the old one." Um, but it, yeah. you know, it was it was time. And plus, someone someone told me that uh, there wasn't going to be too much of a difference between. Uh, the MacBook models, and I don't know if that was true or not, but uh, you know, it was it was just time, and I'm so glad that I did. I don't even know how I f- yeah. how I had a life without without this thing right now. Yep. Um, I just had mm-hmm. too many clients waiting on on projects and images that I just I just I just couldn't do it anymore. And um, once once I got this thing home, had everything up and running within probably about half hour, forty five minutes, and right away that night, I think I got like six projects done. That's how. Incredible, yeah. this thing was, and absolutely. Do you remember how, dude? Remember how I was talking to you that last episode, and I was like, I, I like flew through like two, two and a half weddings, and I was talking about the startup time, like how much faster it is with the with the SSD and everything mm-hmm. like that. Isn't it incredible? <laughs> you know, you know, like how much faster it is. And we've been we were using these 2011 and MacBook MacBooks or whatever. See, I don't know. It's just yeah. it's it's crazy, right? Like how well, much faster it, it is. Believe it's it or worth not, every penny. Yeah, believe it or not, mine was actually from 2009. I, I didn't even know I had it that long, but that's how that's how old it was. Um, <laughs> but I, I got my I definitely got my money's worth out of it. Um, but what what I what I'm blown away by is um, is the export out of, out of Lightroom. My gosh, I can do, yeah. I, I can do a whole engagement session under two minutes and a wedding underneath an hour. That's that's absolutely incredible. That used to take me almost twelve hours to do um, a wedding that is under my old computer and. Um, to save that amount of time and I, I actually have time to do stuff right now and around the holidays it's great and also this was a nice business purchase at the end of the year uh, which mm-hmm. which is what we needed and I'm sure a lot yeah, of a lot yeah. of our listeners need those end of year um, mm-hmm. purchases which now is time to do it so very yeah. very happy with it I went with the 15 inch model which uh, my old model was a 13 um, and Gosh, my my images look incredibly sharp. Like I knew my images used to be sharp. Now they're you can like see with that retina. Display. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's 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 so it's so it's so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, worth every penny. It worth is. every penny. And just and and like I was saying, I think last episode I was like, it just reminds me of how much it is worth, like staying on top of the latest computer just mm. to like save time. Like like 
it's it just saves so much time you know having a faster machine yeah. so and you that's know awesome, and, and this um, is all from this the d750 it all started there and all snowballed from there because once i got the d750 then i had to get a new lightroom because it didn't support the old file form or the new file format then i had to upload the to the new um soft the the os software then mm-hmm. now i have to update the computer so it was just that D750 cost me so much money. <laughs> <It's>... yeah. But <laughs> so worth it now when you think about your old workflow to the new one. Yeah, you know, yeah, it right? Is. It is. Quality. Yeah, so, yeah, so there you go. I, yeah, awesome. I, just, I just entered uh, 2015. I know I'm late to the party, but I'm here, guys. I'm here to party. And that said, we're going to uh, jump into our interview. We just had a fantastic interview with Michaela and Dave over at the Harris Company. And uh, I think, Neil, I think you introduced them uh, when we get into the interview. So I'm going to cut right over to the interview now, and uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. Okay, this this week's guest, we have Michaela and Dave Harris from the Harris Company. Um, thank you for joining us, guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Neil. This yeah. is awesome. We're excited to be here. Excellent. Now, where are you guys located? Where are you guys coming in from? We're in Saratoga Springs right now. Uh, we just uh, started our home studio here, uh, and we also have a studio in Boston. Okay, there's quite a bit of a dis- distance uh, between your home office and your studio office. What's going on there, guys? Sure. Yeah. So basically, what happened was we decided uh, a little bit ago that you know, with our family being uh, in the Michaela's family being in the Saratoga and Albany area, that it made sense for us to kind of relocate our business back to. Um, upstate New York. Um, obviously, it's further from Boston, but we still have the ability to service those clients just as well um, because we're three hours from Boston, but we're also um, more strategically located to also service um, New, York, New York City and, um, you know, Lake George and other uh, upstate New York regions. So it's been great for both our family and for uh, our business thus far. Excellent. Now, uh, give us the history of the both of you guys. Uh, was it was it always the Harris Company or Michaela? Did you have your own photography business and Dave David had his own uh, videography business? How did this come about? Yeah, I started out um, photographing by myself, and um, I think as as it's pretty typical in the photography community to wrap in your significant other. Um, mm-hmm. He started shooting along with me, um, and then. We had a few clients ask for video, and so he, you know, started dabbling in that a little bit, and that's kind of where David found his passion. And so, when the business kind of grew to be more than just me, um, we decided to just do a complete rebrand, so that way we could kind of go forth with a, a cohesive brand um, under a new studio name, where it wasn't just focused on one person. Excellent, excellent. Now, uh, can you guys can you guys kind of explain the process of uh, how you plan on moving your business to Saratoga? Now, is Saratoga going to be full time, or are you still going to have the office in Boston? Yeah, we're going to maintain both uh, studios. Um, I think you know, like I said a little bit ago, um, it just made sense for us, mm-hmm. to, um, you know, move back to the New York region uh, for Michaela's family. Um, but obviously, we're still able to provide the same quality of service to our Boston clients only being three hours away. Right. And um, now a lot of our listeners ask these questions of, you know, do you guys do advertising, wedding wire, bridal shows? Um, Now, have you guys started tinkering around with doing bridal shows in the Saratoga um, Springs location just to get weddings there? 
We haven't. We we did a few bridal shows when we were first starting to get into the Boston market, and it it actually worked really well for us. Um, I think depending on you know your branding and and what your position is, it it could work either way. Um, we've done wedding wire and the knot and, and we have liked our experiences with those company companies. I think moving to Saratoga, we were kind of trying to, we're still trying to figure out, you know, what, what our position here is. And, um, what we found is that, that the market here is so much smaller that we're, than we're used to that it really just helps to kind of network with other industry professionals. Mm-hmm. Um, so really been trying to get to know the rest of the industry here, a lot of other vendors, photographers, videographers, um, and just kind of learn more about them, tell them a little bit about what, what we're about. And, and that's gone a long way for us, just kind of, um, you know, not, networking with those other professionals that are already here. Right, right. Now, uh, now you guys kind of cover all of almost New England area. I mean, I, I saw on your website that you guys go down to Rhode Island, New York City. You guys are still shooting Boston. You even shot in um, a couple weddings in Andy's hometown of Rochester, New York. Now, now you guys are obviously married, and you have two beautiful young children. Now, how do you guys make that happen with you know family life and and traveling a lot for work? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you know, every parent struggles with the time that they have away from their kids. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that it's easy by any means, but I think we've gotten a system down now where, you know, we, we work in our studio. We have three days a week here where we're editing or shooting in studio here in Saratoga Springs. Um, We typically travel on the weekends or, um, you know, whether we're shooting a wedding or some other type of uh, commercial work or something like that. And, you know, our kids are in, in school and, and daycare during, during the week and with one of our parents on, on the weekend. And it's nice to kind of have that support network because we know that even if it's a long day or a weekend away that our kids are having fun and they're enjoying what they're with. And it helps to drop in on FaceTime and, uh, and Skype once in a while too, right? Yes, we are a huge FaceTime fan. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Now, uh, as far as um, I'm, I'm sure uh, you you let your parents know uh, what like a year in advance if if you need them to cover for the weekend. How, how does how, how does that go about? Yeah, basically, we have a, a Google Excel spreadsheet that we send out, and they kind of fill in the weekends that they want. <laughs> kids. Very formal. I like that guy. <laughs> Very business. We have with our parents too, securing daycare. <laughs> well, it's funny. They, I mean, I think that a lot of times they they you know, really want to get onto the list because they, they actually really do enjoy taking the kids. So. Yeah, they do. We're very lucky that way. Oh, that's, that's excellent. Good for you guys. Now um, let's get back to this Boston um, studio that you guys got going on. Now, is it just the two of you guys or do you guys have like a studio manager there? What's, can you, can you describe to us what the uh, like daily operations of, of everything is? Yeah, we have, we're part of a co-working space. So it's, um, I guess it's managed by the the co-working company. Um, so there's a quite quite a few other businesses in there, which is exciting. Um, in the summer, we do have someone that edits there or takes meetings there, things like that. Um, now that things are kind of slowing down for us, we pretty much handle all of our client communications. Um, we set up meetings and things like that if need be. Um, but there's not someone there full time currently. Okay. Now, now, obviously, you guys have other shooters, other editors. How many? How many employees do you guys do you guys have? 
Uh, that's a good question. So we each have our own team. So I think okay. we have, you know, David has a second shooter. I have an editor and then a, and a same editor. So that's three contractors that work with me. And okay. then I usually take on an intern um, or contract a second shooter. So I, I don't, I don't on the photo side of things, I don't usually have um, employees, but um, typically we'll do like a contract second shooter. I like to work with the same person. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll usually do that all summer and then bring on an intern for editing help and album design and things like that. Oh, very nice. Now let's, now let's say if uh, Michaela, you have a wedding and Dave doesn't, uh, does Dave kind of work with you or do you just kind of keep it separate? Depends on how good the wedding is. <laughs> uh, you know, we really like to make connections with our couples. So a lot of times if one of us is available, um, you know, and it's just a video wedding or vice versa, um, we'll shoot with each other. We obviously enjoy shooting together. Um, we enjoy being there for the couples that, that, you know, we've kind of seen them grow throughout their engagement and everything like that. So we're very happy with that. Um, sometimes if it's a matter of childcare or just, you know, needing to be with the kids, then of course, you know, we'll let our other shooters fill in. But, um, I'd say a lot of times if we're available, we do shoot together. Mm -hmm. Good, good. Now, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? It's all about building relationships with, with your clients. That's that's awesome. Very good. Now, now, Dave and uh, Michaela. Last time we worked together, it was here in Buffalo, New York. And Dave, I got I got to talk to about to you a little bit about lighting, about videographers, what they use for uh, continuous lighting. Now, I remember when I arrived at the reception, you had these huge, airy film studio lights. Uh, <laughs> I was I was very impressed by those. Now, I, I once I saw those, I, I was like, okay, I'm just going to put my my little speed lights away and pack them underneath the table and and just use your uh, your monster lights. Now, do you still use those, and um, or what are you using now? Yep, we still use the R lights. Um, we find it's a great way to kind of at least capture the beginning of the night. We don't use them more towards the end of the night for the dance floor footage, but you know, for toasts and for the first dance and parent dances, we definitely mm-hmm. use the lights. Are, are you switching to LEDs or, or anything that, uh, that you see on the horizon? Uh, you know, I mean, honestly, those are we, we bought really nice lights um, for now. I think they're they're doing the trick. But I mean, I'm I'm a gear junkie, so I'm always looking for the next fun, cool thing to use. So um, who knows? I don't want to tell Michaela what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Why? It's, oh, it's Christmas time. You should you should be asking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> excellent, excellent. Now, speaking of light, Michaela, um, I see you're online. You're offering like workshops about seeing light. Um, can you tell our viewers uh, or listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, so, um, you know, kind of moving to a smaller area and, and I guess being a mom transpired all of the, you know, my new workshops. Um, I I love taking photos of families, but what, what I find is um, so often a lot of the memories that I cherish and the moments that I cherish with my own kids are, are kind of more of a candid approach just around the house or outings that we might have. And so something that I was, you know, became really passionate about was just giving moms some basic knowledge to help them take better photos of their own kids um, on a day-to-day basis. So that way they're still able to have, you know, really great photos of these natural candid moments, even when they don't have a professional photographer there. And I think the lighting, um, the lighting workshop kicked off our first series here in Saratoga Springs. And 
Um, we had a huge turnout. We had everyone in our home, and it was jam-packed. We didn't oh, have enough. It was a little embarrassing, but it was <laughs> super flattering to have that many people come out for it. Um, I was really excited that that many people wanted to kind of hear hear more about lighting. Mm-hmm. And um, I think lighting is one of those things, as as you know very well, Neil, that it can make or break a photo and just kind of being able to learn how to see light can help anyone um, improve their the beauty of their images. So, so now uh, this is mostly natural light. I'm thinking of. I did a lot of natural light, yeah, because it was it's mostly moms and things like that. So okay. my my it was I wanted to um, whether it was natural light or uh, available light or even using everyday items around the home. I wanted to take the simple approach, so that way it would you know. Um, aspiring photographers or, or, you know, just moms or people in general could kind of see how you could use everyday items to create better light. Okay. Excellent. That's a, that's a great idea. Now, um, I'm kind of intrigued here. Now, are you going to do it in steps of, you know, this is kind of like for beginners and then you're going to take it to the the next step for those people who are still interested. Uh, do you, do you see that happening? Yeah, I I do. I kind of put a few feelers out there after we had our our first workshop and there were a lot of people that were interested in a few more advanced techniques. So I think that's something that we'll be we'll be drumming up next. But um, yeah, I think just going into it, we we wanted to play to people that have reached out to us. And um, and so that, you know, the natural light approach was was the easiest way to do that. But now Mm -hmm. that we know that we have people that are excited about it. Um, for sure. We'll be going into some more advanced topics and things like that. Cool. Very good. Very good. Now, uh, now right, right before we hit the record button, um, you guys, uh, David mentioned that you guys just booked your trip for WPPI. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I mean, for the past two years, I, I uh, happen to run into you guys in the hallway. It's it's kind of funny out of like 16,000 other photographers. I always seem to run into you guys, which is always great. Uh, we, always, we always seem to have a, a, a good time there. Um, now, speaking of WPPI, why, why do you guys think it would be important for a photographer or a videographer to go to something like that? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, so I have said this to many people, um, but WPPI literally changed my life. I know it sounds like super cliche to say that, but, um, you know, when I decided to become a photographer, it was just kind of my way of getting David off my back so I can stay home with my son (laughs) and make make a little money on the side. And, um, you know, it became something I was really passionate about. And I found WPPI from actually a photographer local to the Albany area, JP Alario, and he recommended to to go. And so I did. And just getting involved with that whole community um, and and learning more about the industry mm-hmm. um, allowed our business to grow um, into now what we both do full time. And just recently they added the film tracks, which I think for David has been huge. So yeah, it's just been, it's great for networking with other photographers. It's great for the information that you receive. It's you know, great to travel and kind of see different sites around Vegas. And hey, guys, this is Andy. Uh, just a quick question: um, When you think back, so first of all, actually, when did you guys start? 
how many years ago was this? And then when you say WPPI changed your life, if you could, if you could talk to your former selves, then like, what are some things that you've learned that when you look back at your work at the time? Cause you know, when we all look back at our work at a few years ago, we're like, Oh my God, that was horrible. That was terrible. But like, but like if you were looking back at yourselves, you know, years ago, what, what would you, what advice would you tell yourselves, you know, in order to get things moving along quicker, anything come to mind? Um, so we, to answer the first part of your question, I think it's been almost five years, four years, five years since we started, since I started shooting. Um, and then David came on shortly thereafter. Um, and we, I mean, WPPI was really what kicked off our, my professional career before that it was just kind of like hobbyist. Um, and I went to a road show. And that's kind of how I started getting involved. I don't think they do those anymore, but um, yeah, that was really awesome. And then I don't know what to look back. I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, so for me personally, um, when I first saw, so I, I always enjoyed what Michaela did and I thought it was really cool and I like could see myself doing it, but I never saw it as something that I could do as a profession mm-hmm. until I went to WPPI. Um, once I went to WPPI and I saw all these really successful videographers there, um, their work was incredible. Um, I just, I, at that point I got, I was inspired. I was inspired by what they did and I wanted to, you know, see if I could make that happen for myself. Um, and so I I guess the the information that I took back from that were that, you know, one, I needed to invest in better gear. Um, and two, you know, I needed to really focus my time on that and start working towards, transitioning from, you know, my day job to, um, eventually leaving my day job and doing just videography by itself. Um, and I think the one thing going into WPPI, if I could, you know, I think it, I guess you don't have to go there as someone that knows everything. Um, you know, there are a lot of different, I mean, you can learn from anyone in this industry. And so it's, it's really nice to kind of just go there with an open mind, talk to the people that are around you, um, you know, say hello to people that you see in passing or people that you may have met last year or whatever. And just, um, you know, don't, don't try and put up this huge front, like, you know, you're the, the best and the greatest because, um, easy to see through that and you'll get a lot more out of the whole experience if you just kind mm-hmm. of, um, absorb as much as you can. That's awesome. Now, now uh, let's talk about the trade show a little bit. Now you guys, um, usually, usually when I go, I have things in mind that I want to check out like newer albums, um, paper companies, backdrops, stuff like that. What, what do you guys, uh, do you guys usually go into, uh, that frame of mind saying, Oh, we need this or, uh, or Dave knows about, he's, he's thinking about new lights. Do you guys go into that or do you guys just kind of wander around and see what's available? Do, do you guys have a game plan? I think, I think last year, Michaela, you had, you have of, to go into it with a game plan. It's like, <laughs> I don't, I don't I like, I see something cool. I'm, I'm buying it. You know, <laughs> it's bad, bad, bad business tactic. <laughs> so bad. It is. Yeah, we, we're not. We're definitely not doing it right. Michaela's got the, the right method. But. You get overwhelmed easily. You have to go in and think about. Like I always try and think about. Okay, what what are my like weakest links? What do I want to improve on? And then kind of hit up the the booths, I guess that that specialize in that or whatever it might be. I think mm-hmm. last year, you know, a few of the things that saved my life were um, as smart albums. I okay. sign on with them. 
Yay for smart albums. They're amazing. I've been using them for the last year too. It's incredible. It's unbelievable how much that that saved time. I could talk for like yeah. I could talk for like hours about how much I love smart albums. I'm sure everyone that uses smart albums could, but um 17 hats we switched over from shoot queue. Um, okay, okay, which- time out. Hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay, both of you guys just went kind of crazy over the smart albums. Now, someone like myself, what is what, what's I'm sure some of our listeners don't know what smart <laughs> albums is either. Uh, tell us tell us a little bit about smart albums because both of you just kind of went bonkers over it. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, this is awesome. So um, smart albums, I think uh, there are a lot of other softwares out there. I know like Fundy does it. There's, um, I think, um, blog albums or album stop or something like that. There's a lot of um, different softwares out there that, that offer. It. And it is important to do your research and see what is best for you. But what I love about smart albums is that it's um, a design software and a proofing software all in one. Mm-hmm. So um, I have all of my clients just kind of workflow re- related. I have all of my clients favorite their images in Zenfolio. I'm able to download their albums right to my desktop. Um, if I, even if I'm traveling, I kind of can have access to all of that. I upload it to smart albums and I literally from the moment I get the download to the moment I'm sending them their proof. Um, even if it's like a 20 or 30 spread album, um, it's like 15 minutes. It's the best thing ever. It's such a time saver. I used to, I used to like put off album design for days. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do it today. I don't want to do it today. Right, and now right. it's like, I get a, a set of favorites like at 11 p.m. and I'll like bang it out before I go to bed that night. It's so great. So um, you literally just pop all the images into the software. You can kind of space them based on like you know how you would lay out the day like bride prep room prep etc and then you can like literally clip through different designs until you find one that you like um if there's something you want to tweak you can go in and tweak it really quickly um and then you send it off to the client you put their email in they get it right on a proofing site and they can comment right on the spread or the images and send it right back to you it's oh, it's that time saver for me yeah Freed up a lot of time for her to help me on the video side. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't forget about you, Dave. What's what's new on the horizon that you're looking forward to on the video aspect of of uh, going to the trade show? Yeah. Uh, so recently, I just started getting more into um, you know color grading software plugins for Final Cut that will kind of make my life a little easier and streamline my process. So that's hopefully I just got got color finale that I've been using, but um, I'm still kind of researching other vendors out there that will help me kind of get through those edits quicker. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Good, good. All right. Well, uh, we hope to see you guys at WPPI this year. Uh, Andy and I were talking about how we want to do a a couple uh, interviews with uh, past guests and hopefully see you guys in person and do that in person. So that'd be, that'd be wonderful. See you guys. Definitely. Yeah, that'd be great. Let's let's, uh, do it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming on today. Um, can you please tell our listeners where they can follow you guys at? Um, we are, Our website is theharrisco.com. You can find us on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash theharrisco or um, on Instagram at M-K-L-A-J-A-D-E or at... At Dave the Harris. Wonderful. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it, and we'll see you in Vegas. See you in Vegas. Thanks, guys. Okay. Okay. Take care, guys. Take care.
Okay, so that was our interview with Michaela and Dave Harris of the Harris Company. Um, awesome interview, excellent people. Yeah, and, wonderful uh, people. So if you ever have a chance to meet them in person, definitely uh, introduce yourself or, or go follow them online. They're, they're awesome people. Absolutely, or come come over to WPPI, and we can all we can all hang out and, and meet each other in the real world, is you know. So that's uh, uh, very cool. Um, we are going to we haven't had one of these in a few episodes now. Uh, we're going to go into wedding photographers' conundrum, and insert fancy music if I can find our fancy <laughs> music file. Um, and so Neil, I have a conundrum for you, and it's kind of like a two part conundrum. Uh, there's two parts to it. You know, when we both shoot and edit, um, you know, there's two parts to our job. And it kind of comes around that. And actually, what's what's really funny is that almost the exact situation of what I'm describing or what your what your my conundrum is for you is what I look like right now as you're looking at me in Google Hangouts, where you see me and I have this terrible light on my face and like the window light is coming in from behind. So, Neil, imagine this. Okay. Mm-hmm. Imagine you are shooting a ceremony and as you're shooting the ceremony, um, there are huge windows towards the back of the church. Like the, like the back of the church is all windows. And the front of the church is all tungsten, terrible, <laughs> you know, like yellow, the yellowest of yellow, disgusting, low, and not even strong yellow light, but like dim yellow light that makes people have like, you know, raccoon eyes underneath their, you know what I mean? Like, oh, like yeah. the worst kind of light. Um, and then, and, and, then, and then, a, then a random fluorescent <laughs> light that they have somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. And I, not to mention the guests that have their, their, their iPad cameras flashing off in the side. I know, uh-huh. but, um, but yeah, so like, imagine that you're in that church and like the worst kind of church. And like, so when they're coming at you, that, but that window, that backlight is like so bright that it's almost like blows them out like until they're like halfway through the aisle. Mm -hmm. So I guess the first part of my question is, do you have any suggestions or thoughts for photographers in terms of shooting that? And is there anything that can be do can be done? I don't know. Because honestly, sometimes, sometimes things kind of are what they are, but do you have any Mm -hmm. thoughts on that when you, when you're in that kind of uh, situation shooting? Okay. Now, usually what I do, I shoot the bride when she's getting ready in high key. And because I usually know this, that what's going to happen at the church, especially when those doors open, you get that big splash of light coming through those doors. And usually it's going to be, um, obviously it's going to be, uh, daylight white balance but anyways when the bride is getting ready i shoot her in high key so it has that more angelic look and then i shoot the guys at the church and that's more you know house lighting and then it goes back to the bride entering the doors and that's when i give it that high key look of of like like angels coming through the doors um so it kind of has a uniform like uh when when they're flipping through the album it just kind of flows and then once they're up at the altar then we're back on the um on the house lights um, unfortunately th- that's what you have. You can use, use a flash to just use a bit of fill, but I shoot some from so far away. Um, you know, with it, with the 200, most of the time that, uh, uh, flash is just, um, not, not really even, even an option. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I just shoot that stuff in, in manual mode and go for a high key and, and do my best. Um, and if any, th- if, if worse comes worse, uh, last case scenario, just open up in Lightroom and, um, uh, uh, bring up the shadows so that they don't have those big shadows underneath the eyes, drop down the, the highlights. And, um, unfortunately, sometimes you just have to, uh, 
uh, do stuff in, in post, but as long as you know that you got to get what you got to get in the camera uh, to make it happen in, in post, then, you know, go ahead and do it. But uh, what, what about you, Andy? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so that that actually what you just mentioned kind of leads me into my second part. So I mean, guys, my thoughts are on the first part of that is like sometimes if you are shooting natural light and you're shooting a bride, you know, from far away, like you just mentioned, using a using a 200 millimeter lens can help with the flare and kind of help mm-hmm. with some of that. And you, at some point, you just have to make a decision about where you're going to expose to try and get the best or the most possible. But I was shooting this one wedding like earlier this year. Um, and this is even why I brought this up as a conundrum, but I was shooting this one wedding earlier this year where it was like so bad that you could see nothing, you know, you know, that I literally had to like get up and like shoot people walking down the aisle at an angle in order to even get anything usable. You, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was just terrible, you know, the, the lighting there, but which kind of, but kind of leads me into my second uh, question, which is basically just, like when and what prompted this conundrum is I was editing this wedding today and it was literally just it was like one of those situations where it's like 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 literally in the worst possible way all this light is coming in from the back of the church and then like the church ceiling is like painted blue or something like that you know and it was like totally contrast to like because i was shooting ambient i was shooting natural light no no flash you know Mm -hmm. and like and like the brides the bridesmaids everybody's just looks yellow you know what i mean and like try and in that low contrast scenario trying to find a white balance that even works everything looks like shit and you Mm -hmm. go one point to the right or left and it's just like oh and so and so what i wanted to do like i really wanted to make like almost the right decision when i was editing this wedding today and just basically be like you know what it would everything would like the like the bridesmaids walking down the aisle everything would look so much better if i just edited everything in black and white <laughs> like i like i like i wanted to make that decision because i actually feel like that might be the decision is like you know what i mean mm-hmm. so my my second part of my conundrum is can I do that? Can I deliver all of my, you know, if I feel like it's the right decision, can I deliver the bridesmaids walking down in black and white? No color photos. Neil, can I do that? Uh, I'm, I'm sure you can, but is, is your client going to be happy about it? Probably not. That's what I mean. And that's um, why I decided not to. You know, <laughs> brides, they, they put a lot of time and, and thought into choosing the colors of the dress in, um, it's a big personal thing for them, so I, I highly doubt it. Um, one yep. of the things that, that I do, if, if, if like, let's say if the yellows are just too strong, you just can't find a happy medium, um, try dropping down your vibrance or your saturation just a little bit. Uh, that will mm-hmm. that will calm things down in the image, um, and it'll it'll recover quite a quite a few uh, few details as well. Uh, so give mm-hmm. give that a shot first. Um, try a couple different diff- different filters. Um, that, that might calm things down. Uh, you know, that's, that's something that I would do, but yeah, uh, all, all black and white, especially when it comes to bridesmaids dresses, yeah. that's no, I, I wouldn't it's, do it. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I agree. And I'll groomsmen, yeah, groomsmen look cool in black and white. Yeah. But, but even like, I see, that's uh, the thing that, that kills me though, is like, I really try to run my business as like, let me make the decisions that are best for you in terms of presenting your wedding and your day. Mm-hmm. And I actually know that the right decision in terms of the look, because I'm telling, when I'm telling you this light is terrible, this light is like, Oh my God, awful, wretched, like, like, Oh my God, I cannot find a white balance that I, that I'm happy with. And I've tried like bringing down the yellows. Mm-hmm. I've tried bringing down the blues, you know, just in those channels. And I cannot find 
anything that I'm happy with. It's just like it's like it like it literally hurts me to look at these photos. I just don't I just don't look. But I, when I convert them to black and white, I'm like, oh, these are great. These are fine. These are fine <laughs> photos. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. And but but and I feel like like that's what I would want to do. But I actually do know the answer because the second I deliver that and I get you know then you, that's when you get the email where it's like oh why are these photos all in black and white when we're walking down the aisle? And yeah. I'm almost prepared to answer that to be like, well, because that's the best decision, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, but I know I, I, at the end of the day, I just decided not to, and I got to find something that I can be somewhat happy with, but it just is like, it is what it is, I guess, at the end of the day, you know, sometimes like if you're in shitty light and I'm just going to say that on our podcast right now, but if you're in <laughs> shitty light, you're in shitty, you're in shitty light. And, and as long, if you're not, you know, if you don't have the ability to add flash or whatever, Mm-hmm. Or it's not going to help that much anyway, based on where you're, the, the, the light in the church is bouncing. It just kind of is what it is. And it's not like terrible. And I think that I'm just overthinking this as a photographer. You know, I think photographers would, you know, not like these photos. But I think for the end client, they probably wouldn't even notice anyway. And that's just the, what I need to keep reminding myself. But I'm just mm-hmm. like, so do not like looking at these photos, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but so, I mean, I mean, like I said, you say they they look great in black and white. Like I said earlier, just drop that saturation down and find a a happy balance uh, if you can. Yeah. But like, and yep. just make sure that you keep those files in case that they do come back and ask you. And you and I'm sure you're gonna be prepared with a response, and you can show the, them the images. And uh, I'm sure they'll respect yeah. you for it too. Oh yeah, no. But and, you just never know with brides. You know, it's part of this exactly. job is being a psychologist. So it's, it's that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> true. Exactly true. Um, I, I did you have a conundrum for me? I know you were thinking of you know one. What, you know what? I did. One came up at a wedding. I just cannot remember it for the life of me. I just got to start writing things down for this podcast while I'm working a wedding. Um, oh, yeah, gosh, sure. I, I really, I really, it, it, it'll, it, I know it'll come to me, even if it, it comes to me in future episodes. But I know it'll come to me. Okay. So, then we'll maybe um, we'll hold off on that for a yeah. future. episode. But you know, I do have a question for you. Um, now that now that the season is just about wrapped up, uh, ready to go. Um, do you have any um, off season projects that you're you're thinking about? I know we talked about this last uh, when we started doing up this podcast about how it's the off season. We have these personal projects. Do you have any uh, little personal projects that you plan on doing in the off season? What do you what do you what do you have planned for? Sure. So, I mean, yeah. So last year I did, you know, I did Ireland and that was my thing. And I'm trying to do an international trip every other year, which might be an every year thing now. Like I'm considering doing an international trip again. Um, but but the, the problem is, is that because I just moved and I've been working out of my home for the past half year, um, I'm going to be looking for studio space in January, February. Mm-hmm. So um, that's probably going to take priority so I can get into a new studio space and get that set up the way that I want to. Um, that I personal projects will be like when I get that studio <laughs> space set up, <laughs> then that my, my personal project basically is the new studio space. Um, but then it will be like, you know, doing uh, like some creative sh- shoots, like studio shoots in in studio since i've been without that for a few months and i and i'm looking forward to getting back to having a real studio space again so um that's really as as far as i've got got it right now i really kind of feel like these last few months i've been just trying to like i've just been an editing machine and i'm trying to catch up on editing and it's just like the big crunch for the holiday season in terms of getting photos turned around so uh that's pretty much where where i've been at right now what about any personal projects that you're thinking of right now you've been by the way killing it lately on your social media and with the stuff that you've been posting 
Um, you've been killing it lately. Um, so uh, just just a personal note to you on our podcast. Well, thank you. But thank you. Um, well, I, you know, I, any... I, I I get these in these weird things where I'm in social media that there's times where I don't post anything for like a week or two or maybe even three weeks goes by. And then all of a sudden I just get this bug as to where I just like post like crazy. And then, and that's <laughs> yeah. kind of like how I am. And, and plus, I mean, we're so busy in, in October and November that um, I just, I just had a lot of, a lot of things to show. Um, and I've been doing it quite, quite often lately. So hopefully this yes. keeps going. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's so just... my plan is, is like I, I mentioned in a, in a previous episode, like I'm so bad with staying on top of it right now i just want to catch up on editing but mm-hmm. i do the one blog post a year so like i've, I've got all <laughs> these ideas in my head for my 2015 best of that's when i'll we'll see my work then but until yeah. then until then i'm just i'm just like i, I won't finish you know i'm just doing my thing right now but <laughs> cool man cool well, whatever um, works you know but but did you have any any personal projects that you were thinking of i you know i do um i i I kind of noticed that my business is going somewhat more of a commercial route. I'm getting a, a ton of um, opportunities to do some commercial photography, which was great to talk to uh, James in the last episode and, and mm-hmm. get knowledge from him. That was a, that was a wonderful episode. Um, mm-hmm. I got to go back and, and re-listen to it a couple more times just because there was so much information there. And that, that helped me out a lot too, which is a, a great thing of doing this show is that I get to learn along with our listeners. Um, but I, 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 I see I see us doing a lot more commercial work in, in the next year. Um, but I don't want to jump into it and, and make mistakes. I, I gotta I gotta do this slowly and and do it right. So I think that's that's what uh, what this off season is gonna bring for me is um, a lot of studying and uh, homework and, and practice too. So yeah, that's that's why what I've planned on doing. Very good. But, uh, and yeah, cool. Neil, I do have a, a pick or tip of the show. It's a very it's a very quick one for everybody. I don't know if you do, but I, I've got one here. And my pick of the show uh, is this. It is sleeping in your car on the wedding day. That's my pick of the show. Once again, <laughs> sleeping in your car on the wedding day. That's my pick of the show. And I'm not even joking about that. I'm actually serious about that. And here's what I mean. Um, so, for example, if you have an hour or to say you've, you've booked a wedding that's a couple hours away that you have to drive to. Uh, if you've booked an hour, a wedding that's a couple hours away and you have to drive to it, you always want to make sure that you get there early, right? So I always like, if it's my general rule of thumb is if it's an hour drive, I leave an extra half hour in there for any kind of potential road hazards or slowdowns or whatever. So if it's if it takes me two hours to get there, if Google Maps tells me it takes me two hours to get there, then I drive. Then I plan on three, so I'm driving the car for three. That sometimes means that it's a damn good thing that I had that extra hour, but sometimes that means that I have an hour to sleep when I get there. So that's what I do, people. I get in my car, and it's actually amazing. I actually love it because like I'll get to like kind of like by where the bride's house is in the morning or wherever the bride's getting ready. And, uh, and what I'll do is I'll just take, take a little nap, even if it's like a 20 minute nap and Mm -hmm. it totally, absolutely 110% like refreshes me for like, what, like I'm like, I'm ready to get, to get up and like go and shoot the heck out of this wedding. Um, and I know it sounds silly or whatever, but it just totally works for me because, because you have that extra time or I think we should be planning that extra time to get to our locations early, especially on a wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, but then when you have that downtime, I just take a little nap and then I'm like totally like raring to go. Um, when I wake up, that's, that's, uh, that's my, my tip there. 
Cool. Yeah, I don't know if that uh, get it can be used to power napping. Um, if you're not used to it, then then you should you should uh, should practice it before you do it uh, right before a wedding. Um, I'm I'm used to it from from my college days. I had to take ten minute power naps between my labs and stuff. Um, but yeah, that's that's a good that's a pretty good tip. Yeah, and if you're not used to doing it, make sure you set a lot of alarms because uh, sleeping <laughs> through somebody's wedding day <laughs> not good could be a problem. <laughs> yeah, cool man. Did, uh, yeah, absolutely. So did you did you find a tip or are we? Uh, you know what? I, I do. I, well, not really. Um, I'm going to save my tip for a future episode um, because my, my tip is not uh, has yet to be released and I kind of want to check it out a little bit more. So I'm going to save mine. Okay. Cool. Well, actually, one little thing that you mentioned, maybe we'll leave this in or cut it out, mm-hmm. but you just mentioned that you did labs in college. What did you What did you go to school for? Film. To be a oh, movie, you did to be a movie director. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess I, I guess I kind of knew that, but to- forgot about that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, want, I wanted Very to good. be a Steven Spielberg, and uh, actually, to give a, a little uh, history history of, of where I came about, um, I actually sold sold a screenplay. I wrote a screenplay with a buddy of mine in college, and I sold a screenplay to an Oscar award winning producer. His name is Willie D. Burton. He's worked on. O- tons of films like Goonies and Shawshank Redemption and everything. And he actually optioned the film. And um, so I thought I was going to be this huge Hollywood writer. And then a year it went by and a year it went by. Then the option ran up and, uh, and nothing came about it. And my whole future was in Hollywood's hands. And, and I, I just did not like that kind of, uh, kind of lifestyle or kind of career move. So I just, uh, that's, that's, I just happened to pick up a camera at the right time and, and make a switch. So uh, I like that instant gratification is where I take a picture and look at it right away. So that's absolutely. That's, and just na- to and give our listeners a little. Are, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. And then you are your own Steven Spielberg. Though. You know what I mean? Just in, just in a different kind of way. So yeah. um, absolutely. And so uh, listeners, just so you know, um, we appreciate you listening and to Wedding Photographers Unite. This has been episode number 26 and the ep- uh, and the go- episode uh, right before christmas so i want to wish our listeners a merry christmas and to you as well indy thanks man happy holidays to everybody to all the all the wedding photographers out there oh you're um, a happy holidays kind of guy not a merry christmas guy a merry christmas <laughs> happy holidays happy everything yes, I, I love yeah. you all i love all human beings on and hanukkah too yes and hanukkah yeah and well everything i mean everything. i love all human beings all of you all of you okay um <laughs> And uh, what I also want to just mention, oh, yeah, the show goes live on Tuesdays. I'm thinking Tuesdays now just because um, I've used, I was saying Mondays, but the reality is is that listeners, I love you. But when Mondays hit, I'm like catching up with like emails from the weekend and it just I always get thrown off. So uh, Tuesdays, Tuesdays is a, is a new release date. It's going to. Uh, so that's when we can expect Wedding Photographers Unite. Every cool. Other new week. day, new year. And uh, right. please. Listeners, please do leave us a review, just like uh, recently Sean did. Sean, thank you very much for your recent review in iTunes there. And also, please subscribe in iTunes. Um, and please remember to help us help you and send questions to info at weddingphotographersunite.com. We'd prefer to talk with you rather than at you. Neil Urban, where can people find you? Uh, just Google me, N-E-A-L-U-R-B-A-N. Uh, find me on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And also, since it's the holiday season, I'm going to throw in another plug for my books. They're great stocking stuffers. For Buy, the, uh... Neil's books. <laughs> yes. Buy Neil's books. <laughs> Buy Neil's books. Buy them. They're good. Yes. You'll learn things. Go, you can go to Amazon.com and just type in my name. And, uh, and once you make that purchase, please leave a review for that as well. So thank you so much, guys. And Andy, what about you? Yep, and you can just follow me by Googling my name. My last name is spelled Buscemi, B-U-S-C-E-M-I. 
and uh, all my good stuff will come up there. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. This has been episode number 26 of Wedding Photographers Unite. And take care, everybody. Next time. Bye. Bye. Wedding Photographers Unite.